Welcome to the Making Today Your Bitch podcast, where we get real about what sucks in your life and get you on the right track to make today your bitch. Now here's your host and kindness connoisseur, certified life coach and personal trainer, Marissa Nicholson. Hey y'all, I am super stoked to be recording this episode today with my favorite humans that I have known for over 20 years, which really snuck up on us. Um, When I was thinking about how to make this episode impactful, I actually was a guest on the Real Life Unpacked podcast, which if you haven't heard of, go check it out. It's amazing. And they actually do it as a tandem. Taylor and Holly are buddies and they do it together all the time. And it made me realize I want some buddies too. (laughs) So I asked my buddies and they said yes, thank goodness. So um, today they are going to be with me. We're going to be discussing marriage. Um, which is nice and hefty of a topic and just, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, our beliefs on it, what we think is going on in the world of marriage, different belief systems of the younger folks versus us older school people or even the more older school people. Um, And we're going to be doing it with random questions. So what we're going to be doing is just taking turns, picking out a question and whoever picks out that question is going to answer it. So um, with Without further ado, I will introduce my buddies. We got Rami here and Amber. Hello. Hello. Hi. I'm actually hoping this is a gateway drug and you always want to be here with me. So <laughs> just let it seep in. It's really and TBD. Let's see. <laughs> All right, yeah. cool. Well, Amber's up first. So Amber, what what's your first question you're gonna pick out of your proverbial hat? I have my first little question. <laughs> um How do you feel about the marriage magic wand? I believe the marriage magic wand is straight bullshit. Um, (laughs) If your relationship isn't going well, then your marriage isn't going to go well. And putting a ring on it, having a beautiful ceremony will not fix a damn thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, um, do you, do you think that we saw more people like in their twenties, like 25 and on like really feeling like they had to like it was marriage and then it was kids and then it was a house or but you know however that do you feel like that was like it had to happen that's the order you do this and then you do this and i still have now a a small a group of young children who are doing the same thing and it blows my mind um from friends children are now doing this and Um, one sweet, sweet girl said to me after her first divorce, I knew I was, shouldn't be doing this, but it's what you were supposed to do. That was the levels that should be done. And I'm just glad that she made some choices to not just stick with that forever and ever and ever. But like, there's, there's still many, many humans out there that just think this is what you have to do. And this is what we're going to do and move forward. I think it's interesting with the older like that when you talk about the magic wand, so to speak, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting what I've seen in our lifetime at this point is the people who are in relationships, not young, but people who are in relationships for a very long time. And they think if we just get married, it'll fix all this shit. And it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like they they just like they they've been in this relationship for so long think they have to keep on going because well I'm in it now and I'm committed yeah. but there are this long laundry list of things that are not good and I'm not happy but if we get married 
all of that will go away. Oof. And I just can't, it boggles my mind, that mentality. Well, it's like having a baby to save a marriage, right? Like, it's like, yeah. Yes. That didn't work. Oh my God. Even yeah. more terrifying. And now we have this kid and now we're going to divorce. Yeah. And, and the kid yeah. has to go through mm-hmm. that. Yeah. 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 Well, and I see that too with like, um, the generations of like, oh, well, we've been married 50 years and they're mm-hmm. celebrating this thing. Like, it's like, we did it. It's 50 yeah. years. Yeah. It's this huge thing. But they freaking, they're unhappy. I'm like, how many of yeah. those 50 would you say you've been happy? Yeah. Because that to me is what's most important is yep. just being happy. Like if marriage is cool with you, awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it can be beautiful if two humans that have done their work actually get together and mm-hmm. do work together because it's yeah. constant work. Yeah. Um, and if you're not happy, be happy. Like yeah. life is way too freaking short for that. Absolutely. Just staying together to reach a number. Ridiculous. Yeah. Stay, yeah. <laughs> staying together because we said, we said vows at the ceremony, so you have to keep going. Well, and I think they're afraid of what people will say, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we get divorced and we've been together for this long, like I honestly, when I see older people, like, like in their seventies, eighties get divorced. I'm like, good for you. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, I'm like, you actually like, we're like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I'm yeah. not going to stay together mm-hmm. just to stay together. So I dig that. I honestly do. Cause I, I think most people don't, they just figure, well, I don't want to get back out there. And this devil I know is better than the devil. I don't know. So yeah. <laughs> why not? Yeah. All right, Rami, you're up next. What do you got? I'm up. Let me put on my glasses. Cause I can read. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this would be the first one I would pull. <laughs> what are your thoughts on soulmates? Ooh. I think this is so funny that it follows the magic wand question. Yeah. I fucking hate that. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so bad. I think that there are so many people in the world who have this thought in their brain that I mean how many billions of people are in the world how many billions of people are in the world and you're in this one little teeny tiny corner of the world and you think you have to find one human and that's your soulmate like how insanely like just daunting is that first of all yeah like too much pressure too much pressure I truly 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 believe that there are tons of people out there for you. And depending on like, you know, like your life is like, what do you remember those books? You, you, True adventure, adventure books? Yes. Yeah. That's what life is, right? So if you yeah. make certain decisions, you're going in this path. And if you make other decisions, you're going in this path. And in each path, there's going to be multiple people for you. And some are good, some are great, and some are perfect for you. And I think that's mm-hmm. what people call, like the few people who actually find the people who are perfect for them are like, yeah. oh my God, my soulmate. But it's, I no, I'm not, that is, there is not one human out there for you because there's too many, too many people and too many. People. There's yeah. so many lovely people yeah. that you meet. And at, and at what stage <laughs> in your life does it happen, right? Because you're a different person. That's, I think that's huge. I really do. Mm-hmm. Amber, what do you think about the soulmates? Well, I just think that we, I gather humans that I like, and I'll call you all my soulmates. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's certainly not just one. There can't be with just one. One. There can't be just one <laughs> to fill up no. all of the things that I want and need. And I just pick the friends that I like, and those are my people. Yeah. No, I agree. I yeah. mean, I, I think, Rami, you hit the nail on the head. And, and my opinion is there's different places where, I mean, like when I was 20, I am not the same woman at 41. Right. So I think your life is different. Your view on life is different. You've gone through some shit. So, so those things change and aid you in growth or maybe not depending on what you choose, choose your own adventure. Yep. Um, 
But I think that depending on where you're at and how clear you are on, on your, your goals and your vision of where you are, all those things play into that human being right for you in that moment. I think that if you really had to put words on it, like it was your soulmate, I think that that person can be your soulmate in that moment. And maybe they are for the rest of your life because you stay in that growth pattern together. But most people honestly don't do that. They have, unless they really work at it. If you really just let it and didn't work, usually people grow in different ways. Yeah. So I, I, I think that that's huge. But I also agree that it doesn't have to be your romantic relationship. You know, there's, there's humans like you guys, you guys to me are like your puzzle pieces for me. Like I don't, I wouldn't want to do life without you. So that's how I look at all the, all the people in my tribe. I find a good puzzle piece and then I don't, I don't touch them. They, they, they're not allowed to move. <laughs> they don't, Amber will yeah. vouch for that. I've never <laughs> let her leave. And then I took Rami in too. <laughs> what do you mean you're you going to go? <laughs> Sorry. That I would be ridiculous. Home. We're in this together. <laughs> yeah. I think people are, are so... They want to believe. And you hear that word like twin flame. This is my twin flame. This is my oh, my God. soulmate. This is my... To be honest with you, I think people are just grasping at the fact that they have this other person that's like their soul's counterpart. Yeah. And I don't believe that. I think your soul has plenty of other counterparts. Just open yourself up. And and I also think that that has so much to do with you um, having your worth wrapped around another human. Yeah. But it's I awesome. really you just, do. You just said soul counterpart. When you say that, for me, that's indicative that your soul's not complete. Mm, and my soul's mm. complete as me, as a human, by myself. Everybody else just complements it or makes it better. Yeah, I like that. That's huge. I mean, I think that's why. That's that whole piece of I'm looking for that person to make me whole. Mm-hmm. You should be when you, whole. You absolutely. You need that. Yes. You don't if need you're that. half a person going into a relationship, no. you're, that person's not going to make the other half. Nope. All right, it's my turn. What you got? And your fire. It was I. I cursed. Is that okay? I just, oh, I just yeah. dropped the f bomb. I really. Like oh, I do it all the time. Just threw it out there. Uh, we're explicit mm-hmm. here on okay. the Today Your Bitch <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Apple made me rate us explicit. <laughs> so I think it's because of my name, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Um, do you think younger generations have a different view of marriage than us and why? Absolutely. Um, not all of them. Cause I do think what Amber said earlier hits the nail on the head too, because they still, there still are those. I mean, I see Emma's little friends on Instagram getting engaged and they're 21. So it's, it's not all of them. And there's quite a few people that I see that find their human at the time and, and go travel with them or live with them or whatever. But it's, it's more of, um, they're not putting so much into the relationship norms that I think were kind of um, almost forced on us by our parents. And I think it was because it was forced on them by their parents, right? Like, yeah. like my dad will tell you a million times he believes in marriage and, and every relationship I've ever been in. He's like, do you see yourself getting married? It's not because he's pressuring me. It's just to him, that's the next step. Marriage mm-hmm. is like, you love someone, why wouldn't you get married? Mm-hmm. Because that's how he grew up and that's his mindset around it, which is not wrong. It just isn't necessarily everyone's viewpoint but I think that our generation blew it up a little bit because we started most of us not all of us getting a divorce and so we started being like shit our parents most of them got a divorce and then I'm watching my you know people that were so rushed to get married and get the house and have kids get divorces now that people are like holy crap maybe this isn't the right thing maybe you should wait and find the right person or even if you need even need to get married at all what do you guys think about that I think 
I would hope to. I don't know. I don't see a lot of them, but I would hope that there's a lot of younger generation who is realizing they don't have to. They can just be one human and be okay and then wait longer. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have any research to back that up. That should just be my hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't think they're bad hopes and dreams. <laughs> what do you got, I've, Rami? How do you think? I've already told Isla, because like, we went to a wedding recently and it was a young wedding i looked at her and i said you do this i kill you <laughs> <laughs> well that's not fair <laughs> and i said just live with the person and i didn't even have to be i wouldn't even like label with a guy, a guy. i just said just live with the person, person. and figure out if you like yeah. them <laughs> like don't don't have to do the marriage thing just because you want to be together or you want to live in the same house like i'm like yes. there's none of those qualms are in this place so figured out i think i think it totally depends on, I still think it depends on the demographic, I mean, the demographic's not the right word, but like where these kids are being raised, right? And I'm talking, mm -hmm. I'm not talking political, I'm just talking more conservative households versus more yeah. open-minded households or more progressive. From the Midwest? Mm-hmm. Where the parents who don't care, the like they're not about it. It's they the don't, culture. Yeah, they don't have, their parents aren't saying, you go to college, you get married, you have kids. They're just like, just go be you and figure yes. that out. And I think that's where that sh that shifts, that whole mindset shifts. They have the kids who they are live very, they are very much steeped in an environment of you grow up, you get married, you have kids, and they just do it and they don't ask questions. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's true. I mean, we start asking kids in eighth grade what they want to be when they grow up and yeah. where they're going to college. Sometimes yeah. earlier. I mean, I remember yeah. I have a little thing from school that's in second grade. What do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. Um, and. I'm still at 41 trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up, right? So mm -hmm. I think that we start with that pressure there. And then it's like, well, you got to go to college. Just go for something. Just go for something. Get a degree. Yeah. Go spend a bunch of money and just figure it out there, you no, know, at, at 18. Yeah. If it's just for the MRS or if it's just for an actual education. Yep. Just yeah. go and do it. You have to do it. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I totally have plan B for Isla's college fund if she doesn't go to college. It's good for me. <laughs> Good. That's a great plan. You're like, you know what you shouldn't do is go to college. You don't want to go to college. I'm going to quit my job for five years and go travel. You want to come? Yeah. <laughs> Figure out your life. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go. It'll be great. No, that's good. That's good. All right. Amber, you up. Uh, when you were little, what did you believe about marriage? What do you believe now and what has changed? <sighs> I came from a pretty basic household. We had kind of a little extra children. My parents have been married for almost 50 years, 50 years this summer, four kids um, in the Midwest. Uh, all of the households were exactly like that. There was no divorced humans. There was no single humans. It was just all the, you know, basic little family. And I thought that's what you did. Um, and it wasn't until I was... At 18, I started thinking, maybe this isn't for me. And then solidly by 25, I said, absolutely not. That's not what I want. I don't I don't want the kids. And that has been a very hard struggle for my family to open up and, and embrace. Um, but in general, it's very hard for a lot of people to believe. <laughs> mm -hmm. What do you mean you're not going to get married and have kids? And I'm open to a lot of relationships. I don't think marriage is my path. Um, and kids will never be my, my thing. So that's what I believe now, and that's how it's changed. 
Why, why did, why do you think it changed at 25? Um, the relationship I was in was very comfortable Mm -hmm. and it would have made for a, a, a fine, pleasant marriage. And we would have had a couple of you know, one and a half kids or two kids and just a half, uh, <laughs> just a half kid, you know, 1.5 kids. You don't need a full bedroom for those. Yeah. Oh, you that's throw true. those kids in a closet. They don't even go um, to college. Those half kids. <laughs> half kids are the best. <laughs> oh God. Anyhow, that would have made for a very comfortable comfortable marriage and life and I woke up and realized I just didn't want just comfortable that wasn't that wasn't me and I wasn't being me in this comfortable relationship Mm. um so he was comfortable uh, you weren't comfortable we were comfortable together and it was a very big step to not to say this this isn't I just don't want a friendship for the rest of my life Mm. that's interesting that's more than a friendship I wanted more than a, yes, not just a friendship. Well, it's, I think it's important. I mean, I've shared before on my podcast, that's why my ex and I aren't together anymore. It just, that's, that's why, because we were such yeah. good friends. That was it. Yeah. And, yeah. and which is cool if you need a really good friend, but when you want passion and excitement in yeah. your life, which I believe that you should have in a relationship, um, that's romantic, yeah. that it, it's, it, it takes a lot of guts to walk away from that. But I, I appreciate that. It was hard. Just got to do it. Yeah. Ron, what about you? What what were your beliefs when you were younger and has, how has it changed? Well, you know, I'm, I come from a very religious background. Mm. And so you stayed married no matter what, no matter how terrible it was. And I was surrounded by a lot of bad marriages. I really can't. I think I might be able to count on one hand what I would consider good marriages growing up that I could look to and be like, that's a healthy marriage. That's what marriage should be, as opposed to, I don't want anything to do with any of these things. And I don't What know. did those healthy ones look like? Sorry to interrupt you. I know it was, I think it was, like, you could genuinely see that they admired each other. They respected each other. They got along. They had fun mm-hmm. together. Um, there was actual, true, I would what I'd say they really, truly loved each other. And the majority of what I experienced were people who you didn't get divorced, no matter how miserable you were. And they were miserable. My parents included did not have a good marriage. And I just remember thinking at at a young age, somewhere between eight and 12, just be like, why, why would you even do this? Like, Mm. if this is what marriage is, I don't want anything to do with it. That's interesting. I think, um. You know, I was never really, you see those little girls that like dress up as brides and and like mm-hmm. dream about their wedding and yeah. plan their wedding mm-hmm. their whole lives. And yep. like, I hear mm-hmm. that, like when I go to weddings, like she's been planning her wedding her whole life. And I'm like, do yeah. people do that? Because I, mm-hmm. I, I, like, I never, honestly, like I never once considered getting married as a, as a kid. I never even thought about marriage. Like it was not a thing I ever, ever thought of. I just, I mean, I, I liked boys. I wanted to kiss boys, like all those things, like when I was little, but like, that was it. Like I never considered like, oh, I'm going to be a mom someday and I'm going to get married. And like, it was never even on my radar. And, and you know, when my parents got divorced, I, I never even remember thinking, oh, people get divorced or, oh, marriage doesn't work or anything like that. Like I just, I was like, 
I, I had no feelings. I was so much more passionate about like, um, being like a famous singer or like, like that's what I dreamed about was like traveling, being famous, being an actress. Like, that's what I was like, Oh, I'm going to be like, I thought I was so out of my, my, um, real life, if that makes sense. And I never really was watching my parents or because I was trying to escape yeah. mentally. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, it's funny. I, when I thought about this, I was like, shit, I, you know, I've never, I never dreamed about marriage. My, my viewpoint on marriage never really changed. I didn't have one. Just, Oh, that's interesting. I had different ones. Like when you say like, I never thought about marriage. I had it. It was like, and I even say it to this day. I wasn't against it. I wasn't like, I'm never getting married. I just didn't, I had no idea what a good marriage really was. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what I would do if I was in it. It was just never was like on my to-do list. Like if it happened, I was totally okay with that. I wasn't against like, I'm not getting married. But it wasn't like this has to happen in my life. Yeah. That was just never one of the things that was like, mine was get out of Woodland Park. <laughs> that was it. it. Literally, that was what I, like, just get out of Woodland Park. I get it. <laughs> get away from that church. And then I'll figure it out. Yes, yes. <laughs> Step one. <laughs> Step <Yeah>. one, run. <laughs> yeah. And I like, really, like, I never really had anything past that. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, Rom, are you up? I think that was, that, yeah, that was so. Amber's. That was me. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, this kind of just ties right into that. What does the M word really mean? And I think that when we were, you know, talking talking about questions for this whole episode, if you want to call it that, I think that's what churns in my head. And not just now, but over the years since I was a kid, everything is why does there have to be one definition? Mm-hmm. Like, why does, like, marriage is, right? vows and legally binding and staying together forever till death do us part and i just always wonder why we can't just step back and give it different 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 definitions yeah because i think it should especially because times have changed because people change and i just have never understood why commitment equals marriage Mm -hmm. because in my brain you can be committed to someone and not do the whole m word absolutely yeah Amber, what about you? Uh, pretty much all of the same things. <laughs> that was. Heavy. I mean, <laughs> that was prolific. <laughs> I'm getting deep on this. I mean, Some mic drop that shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I haven't done it. I haven't been interested in doing it in many, many moons. I'm very happy with my own relationship with myself. Um, if somebody else comes along, I can't imagine having a whole marriage and ceremony and like I I I can't picture it and I haven't been able to for a really long time and that doesn't bother me it doesn't keep me up at night I'm cool (laughs) I don't think it has to be what everybody what it used to be I definitions as she said are changing all the time for a lot of different things in this culture right now marriage shouldn't have to stay this is the only way you do it and that's how it is do you feel, Amber, like you get pressure about that? Like, you know, you're a certain oh, yeah. age, you should be married. Or oh. like, do you feel like you still get that from people, even just random people? And the most random people. Coworkers that I would never think care or wanted to throw that opinion out. Gosh, I just feel like, when when are you going to do that? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Maybe never. Yeah, that's okay. Probably never. Probably not. I can't. 
imagine, I can't uh, picture a world where that would be my desire. Being with someone, absolutely. But um, my family's finally, I think, finally given up. They are over it. But yes, the most random people that you pick up along the way really care. Still really so care. Funny. Gotta get, gotta get that ring on it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna. So, no. Yeah. I'm cool with it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a grown up. <laughs> I'm a grown up ass adult now who can just say nope. Like yes. I'm not. There was times in my life when I was younger, or whatever, that was scary to say and just be like, well, you never know who's the right guy that's gonna come along. And I'm like, I don't know. Just no. That's good. I mean, yeah. that's, that shows that you are cool with you. Which yeah. most people don't get to that point. And I think that's why they're constantly like, you're not going to get married? Yeah. Because they think that that's what makes them worthwhile. Yeah. Oh, if you're married, mm -hmm. then you're worthwhile. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It goes back to the being whole thing. Mm-hmm. Being complete. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's got, you can't be complete by yourself. That's just weird. Yeah. Oh, I no, get you it can. all the time. <laughs> you actually can. It's can. actually wonderful. It looks like this. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... Since since being divorced, people ask me a lot, how long have you been divorced? Oh, you're dating someone? When are you going to get married? Like, it just, yeah. it automatically goes there. And to be honest with you, I'm not I'm not against marriage ever in my life. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't look at my divorce as a failed marriage. I look at it as, as honestly like something that we really succeeded in. We were great partners. We raised an, a wonderful human together and we parted as friends and didn't really, like, we still are friends to this day. Yeah. And... I think to me, that's a success that art, we did yeah. not fail. And so for me, I don't, I don't see marriage as something that I would never do again. And I think that it, if, if I was just happy, that's cool too. Like I just, I want yeah. to just be happy. And if marriage means that cool, if it doesn't, that's fine too with me. But, um, I, I, I feel like people lose track of the, the happiness just to get that ring or just to plan that wedding. But after you plan the wedding and you got the pretty ring and whatever the hell else, you have a whole um, life still, you have a human you're stuck with. And so you better really yeah. like that human. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you better start with this human first, meaning yourself, and then make sure that you like that human. Cause if you don't like you, it doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. And unraveling that is a pain in the ass. Oh geez. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. I know I had to, I already did that. I don't want to do that. Again. I'm sure I'm still working on it. All right. I think it's my turn, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. What advice would you say is the best relationship advice advice you've ever received? Actually, it, it's, it's what we were just talking about. Um, the, the very first relationship that's the most important is you. Um, when I was getting my life coaching certification with Tony Robbins, this is the first thing that they talk about when you're doing couples. If you're doing like, I will say couples therapy, but that's not really therapy. It's couples coaching. Um, but that's the first thing they say is, is the person that comes to you for the coaching really make sure that you work on them first before you bring two people together, which is interesting to me. Cause if you do couples therapy, what do they first do? They bring the two people together and they, until they, yeah. you know, figure their crap out or they don't. Um, but really it is, um, happiness is an inside job. You know, you got to get there first. And that honestly was something that it really started my mind turning like crap. You know, I have a lot of work and cleanup to do and growth to do with myself. I got married at 24 years old. I met him at 22. I was an angsty human being because of all my mom bullshit still, you know, and, and really yeah. we were together and I did that work through my late twenties and mid thirties. I mean, it's a constant work, but I think, me growing and all of those things and cleaning that up. And then even past our divorce, 
some of those things that I thought I cleaned up, man, those skeletons came out of the freaking closet and I had to do more work. So, um, in that cleanup, I realized that that was the best thing I probably could have ever learned was if you are not happy, if you are not whole, if you are not good with you and done your work, you should not be in a relationship with someone else or get clean, figure it out and let that person know that you're working on you and healing. Cause sometimes we're in the middle of a relationship. It's not like I need yeah. a breaky and <laughs> then I'll come, come <laughs> <Yeah>. on back. <laughs> we just put, just pause yeah. for a minute. I'll come back yes. to you. Yes. Remember in high school when you could go on a break? <laughs> I'm going to go on a hiatus. I'll yeah. be back. <laughs> See ya. It's summer oh, break. Shit. I'm yes. going to go date some other people and like yeah. figure my shit out. <laughs> okay. So what about you, Rami? What do you think about that? I was given, it wasn't, I mean, it just kind of advice. It was, I had become friends with a woman who, before Trey and I even got married and I adored her and I adored her husband and her family. I actually taught her daughter was in the first, like uh, the first second grade class I ever taught way back when, and we became friends. And she was one of those people who just, I guess she validated for me at the time in my early twenties, mid twenties, what I was feeling, but wasn't getting from anybody else Mm. where it was the whole, you don't have to get married. You don't have to have kids. Um, but she had, like, they, her and her husband had gotten married really, really young and then didn't have kids for, like, eight, ten years. And then I was, always, I, like, was sitting with her one time and I said, I've never been one of those people who looks at a baby and goes, yeah, I, I never felt that. And I'm like, do you, does that happen at some point in time? And she's like, oh, God, no, Ronnie. <laughs> and she had two daughters and they were beautiful children. But she was like, we were married for eight, ten years. And then I was like, if we're going to do this, let's do this. And like, she like, it was like a conscious decision of having kids. But then that went back to the marriage piece where she says marriage is very the same way. It's, it's intentional and it's maintenance. Mm. And the best way she put it is she's like, it's a garden. You can't just throw seeds out there and just let it do whatever it wants to do. Like the seeds isn't where it start. It stops. Like you're constantly weeding, you're constantly maintaining, you're nurturing it you're giving it all the things it needs to be successful and to grow and to have the flowers or the vegetables or whatever kind of garden you're growing. And that was 20 some years ago. And I just always kept that in my brain that, but that's like all relationships, not just marriage. Absolutely. You can't just, you don't just become friends and then don't do anything. Mm -hmm. Like it's each other. And it's not about conflict. It's about maintaining yourself, maintaining the relationship and keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. Amber, what you got? Uh, that it's okay to fail in a relationship. It's okay to walk away if it's not. And, and it doesn't have to be malicious, just like you and your ex. Like, it, it can be just, this isn't working anymore, and that's okay. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're trash. It doesn't mean you're a failure. Just, you, you learned something and you moved on, and that's okay. It was a hard lesson to learn, but it's a it's a good one to learn. <laughs> it's not fun while you're in it, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I think that's huge. I think more people um, equate them being a failure when they have a failed yeah. relationship, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So I think um, I I think everyone understanding that to me, if you're walking away, there was a reason, and that to me is a success. Yeah. You're not staying in this, this rut. And, you know, I, I think Rami, that 
advice is so good because one of the things that I have always said that that in my marriage we both failed at truly and and, and not intentionally it, it was totally it happened organically um we quit filling each other up we quit you know like making sure that garden was was nourished and all those things like we were not you know doing the basic things of making sure that that person felt important or wanted or needed or or sexy or handsome or whatever like i think yeah. you get so comfortable like amber was talking about earlier like you get super comfortable in a relationship and you get used to seeing that human all the time and you forget to have those sparks and and create significance for that person yeah um i know men need it and men need it a lot they just they don't need it the way we need it um, mm-hmm. and, and women need it in a different way. We need to know that we're wanted, that we're felt like we're, we're sexy, we're pretty, all the things like when they're trying to be in a relationship with us and then you get cozy and it's like, Mer. um, it, it ends. So I think that's yeah. super important. All right, Amber. Thank you. Oh gosh. Was that my I, question? Yeah. That was yeah, your question. Yeah. This was, this is my last question. Mm. What would you tell younger you about relationships you learned the hard way? Ooh. do tell <laughs> <laughs> I, may, I maybe should have paid closer attention to this question before I actually was like ready and prepared to answer it um <laughs> you're gonna be okay no matter what happens um and I don't think I ever thought I would be as strong as I am today when I was 18 20 25 mm. um but I am, and I'm pretty fucking badass now, so everything worked out okay, but, like, it it was going to be hard, but it's going to be okay. All of it's going to be okay. What made you that strong? Me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I... <laughs> Did you go on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's I... unpack that a little bit. I <laughs> I chose good humans, you two are a perfect example, who could help me get through all of those things. My family was not, is not a great support system for emotional issues. It was just like, I just had to figure out a lot of that stuff by myself. So I found really great human. I found great people that all help and support me all the time and helped lift me up to know that yeah I'm strong and yeah I can do it but a lot of it I just had to kind of figure out and flumble around by myself and when I was ready to talk about it I could throw things out and get pieces of advice and use the ones the pieces that I liked because <laughs> I'm a chooser <laughs> everybody is yeah exactly is. <laughs> that's yeah. good I think um what one of the things that I've told M for her almost entire life she'd probably tell you she's always like mom quit coaching me (laughs) 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 but I I have always told her that if you get around where it's better good shit will stick Mm -hmm. and it just it's true like you can hang out with a bunch of losers and be the queen or king of the losers or you can hang out with people that are growing achieving that are lifting you up that are filling you up yeah and you can get enriched and, and, and strive more. And that those are the, like, you are the sum of the five people you hang around with most period. Mm-hmm. And so, which I, that's not mine. I don't even know who the hell said that, but it's true. I think it was like Zig Ziglar or somebody, but it's true. It it's really facts. are the sum, sum, you are the sum of those people because if they're great people, you're reaching for great. If they're shit people yeah. or they're tearing you down or whatever, 
Um, which is why it's so important, I think, to pick your other human that you're going to be in a monogamous or not monogamous, whatever the hell, um, <laughs> relationship with, because you're with them more than anyone else, right? Like that, that yeah. person is so huge. Why, in my opinion, you should pick a job that's so important and good and it fills you up because you're with those people more than you're with any other person besides yourself in life. So I think that that really hits it. Like you, you get stuck with who you're around. So you better pick that well. What do you think, Ron? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think, well, maybe this is more, yeah, absolutely. 100% personal is that you are deserving. Mm. I think that was my biggest struggle as a young person that I didn't think I deserved. I didn't think I deserved to really truly be loved. I didn't think anybody would love me for who I was. Mm. Um, and just to tell that person, you, you, you are absolutely 100% deserving of all of it. So that took me a while to realize where I was like, God damn, I do deserve this Mm -hmm. and stop being like thankful or pitiful for whatever might come along. Like the scraps of attention you got. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, I I totally, I absolutely identify with that. That was exactly pretty close to what I would say to myself is just, um, you're worthy of love. Yeah. You're good enough. You got this. Um, but it's, it's amazing to me how many humans, just life coaching women specifically, how many women are walking around with that. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of love. And that's where we see that, like women pining for men's attention, women, you know, like all that, that bullshit or like, you know, following a guy around that's treating you like crap or, you know, all those things like that comes from that mentality. Um, and until you make a decision not to be there, that's, that's where you get, but I, I'm with you a hundred percent. I think it's. It's amazing what our relationships with our parents can um, kind of cultivate in our lives, right? And it's amazing, too. I see women a lot, like if they have a bad relationship with their dad or mom, they're out there recreating that relationship over and over and over again and trying to fix it Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. with another human. But I'm like, uh, your problem is not with these humans. You're clean up here first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's it's. Great advice, I think. And and the sad part is, is I was so stubborn as fuck that I probably wouldn't even have listened to myself. But <laughs> yeah, so, but I wish that I all comes with time. <laughs> sure. I, well, and it comes yeah. with failure, right? Like, yeah. I really yeah. do think like, even if, if, you know, some perfect person came and was like, here's exactly the map to your perfect life, yeah. you would not do it and you would still screw up. But the honest no. truth is, is you learn so much more from doing it that way. So I think, you know, I, I honestly would go back and screw up as many times as I did and go through all the bullshit that I went through again to get back to this place. And that yeah. Amber, you're, you're there, Rami, you're there. Like, I, it's just like, I think we, we can look back at our past and all the bullshit we've been through and know that that's exactly why we're the strong women we are today. Yeah. Yeah. It's I needed all of it. Bullshit decisions I make. Like any bullshit decisions I make, I'm making them with my eyes wide open going, I know exactly what I'm doing and I don't care. I'm choosing this bullshit. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Okay, Rami, your, your question. All right. Is it weird that I have two? Amber, you I did too. You only had one. one. I thought did I made go, them even. Did we go out of turn? There was a, a duplicate question that I got and Rami mm-hmm. got. So I just tossed it. Yeah. I did not know that. Yes. So sorry. Well, it's going on your permanent record as your HR manager. <laughs> All right. 
People change a lot over 40, 50, 60 years. How do you think they make marriage work after all those years and changes? I think the main part is, I think it's two different situations. Either people don't really change over that period of time. So that's why they're always compatible. Like neither one of them really change. They kind of just stay the same. Or they change, the way they change continues to be compatible. But I also think people change, and it, like we've already talked about it, they change a lot. They're not compatible, but they stay in it because that's what you do when you're in a marriage. And you stay miserable, and you hate each other, and you resent each other. So I don't think it's one way or the other. I think that's just a lot of people who make these decisions of either they genuinely really do enjoy the relationship that they're in that entire time. Mm -hmm. And they love each other and they cherish each other and they respect each other or they stay in it because you don't get divorced and they're just miserable humans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Amber? Well, I believe that there's probably a large portion of them that if they're staying together for 40, 50, 60 years, they're not really making it work. <laughs> I don't think they are. <laughs> I really don't. Um, maybe they're just accepting of the, the, that time frame, and maybe that is making it work. I don't know. But I, I, I don't just... Those really long-term marriages, there's so few of them. I can think of two that have been married that whole time and like I really think they're doing it and doing it right that's not a lot yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of older humans in my life and that, like that's maybe they're just okay with what they're doing and that's acceptable but what I do don't you think know those other they're... people are doing differently like the happy ones what do you they're see them doing differently really genuinely happy with each other and just happy humans just really happy people. And there's not a lot of very genuinely happy people. Like, almost to... It's kind of absurd how happy you are all the time. Yeah. They're just... Do you... Ooh, go ahead. This just really... This really hit me. <laughs> ooh. Yeah. Moments. Yeah. Um, no, I think... So, maybe it's not marriage that fails. Maybe it's the humans that fail. Like, maybe they're oh. just the happiness factor. So... Like we were talking about, you're not full, you're not happy, but you're in this relationship. So these people that you're saying they're, they're working, they're just genuinely happy people, mm -hmm. not real, not couple. Yeah. People. People. They found so, each other as yes. genuinely happy people and they're making it work. That, I think that really, to me, that hits like that for me, that's like, you're happy and then you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just, that cements in. So maybe this is the, and, it, and it's, I know it sounds so silly. Like, of course, well, yeah, no shit. If you're happy and you're happy with that person. But yeah. to me, it's like, maybe it's not the marriage. Maybe it has nothing to do with the relationship. It's all about the people in it, which I know that sounds silly, but it's like, I'm choosing to be happy. I'm looking at every day with, with, you know, the prescription of happiness, not bullshit. And and looking at it that way, I mean, I think that that's super important. And, and I think people get really weird about feeling like that's a choice. But it absolutely is a freaking choice to be happy every day. I like the simplicity Active of participation. that. There we go. We solved Active the marriage participation. problems. participation. Check, check, check. All right. Yeah. What else? You got? <laughs> <laughs> what 
The national debt? Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> We're unpacking it right now. We're unpacking it right now. Let's fix the whole world's problems. <laughs> Jesus. All right. No, I agree with that, though. I think... Um, to me, it's never been, uh, oh my God, 40 years, 50 years, you know, all this. Like I was together with my ex for 16 years. I never once felt like, oh, we made it five. Oh, we made it yeah. 10. Like it was never like this badge of honor for me um, to be married. So it's, you know, I don't know. I, I, I realize that's an old school mentality and I don't fault people for that. That's how they grew up. That was their culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it just, that was how it happened. But um, I also think that there's a direct relation with, people being less into organized religion and people being less into the idea of marriage. I really think that that's just a direct correlation because organized religion really truly does love it or hate it. I don't care, but it truly, Mm -hmm. most of it is okay. Now find your person and get married. Mm -hmm. All of them. I don't care who it is. Yeah. So, um, you don't get divorced. Yeah. And, and so many more of, um, you know, your Gen Zers or whatever the hell you want to call them. So many more of them are getting away from that organized religion that I think that that really has them thinking differently too about marriage and, and those things. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you think you had good models of marriage around you growing up? Rami, would you um, like to start? <laughs> do you want me to forego my turn? <laughs> no, no. I'm just going to sit here like this. <laughs> um, I, I will say, I will say that as a kid, I, I really didn't know any better uh, for some of them. So the ones I thought that were really good, like, um, like my grandma and grandpa, um, seemed happy all the time. Like, I know they probably had their bullshit, but I never saw it. Right. So as a kid, you just don't see a lot of the things. Marriage is marriage. Um, and, and my grandma, when I got older and we were friends more than she was my grandma, she, and we would talk mm-hmm. as women, she would, she told me there was, you know, moments where there was really hard times for her and all those other, I mean, she was 10 years older than my grandpa. So she was like, you know, which women are already, we know a little bit more mature than these boys. So it's like <laughs> her, I'm sure she was like, Jesus, you know, um, <laughs> and five kids later, like all that stuff, you know, and I didn't see any of that. What I saw is like her baking in the kitchen and him playing with us kids. Like for me, that was like, they, they honestly were to me the best relationship that I saw. Um, but like my mom's parents, not that case. They were always bitching at each other and, and, you know, unhappy and they eventually got divorced. And, um, my parents, uh, I know it sounds funny cause it was the relationship that I was around all the time. I paid zero attention to their relationship. <laughs> not at all. I didn't. And I don't, I honestly think that I was in my own world because it got me out of the, the abuse mindset my mom had me in that I just, I escaped. And so really, it's funny that when I started really thinking about this episode specifically, I didn't realize how much I really just completely skated over the fact that those humans were together in my mind. Like that was my mom and my dad. But to me in my mind, they were never in a relationship. And there were plenty of times when we were younger that like, my dad's a snuggly guy. He was very, you know, loving and kind and and, um, I just, I don't know. I never saw them as my parental marriage support units. Like they weren't in my mind, they weren't even like 
whatever. They were like two birds that were just trying to freaking survive that were sailing past each other. <laughs> like that was it. Like we were in, is- we were poor also though. So like they were both working a lot, you know, like it was like we, we lived in survival growing up. We were, you know, super poor and, you know, lights would go off many a times cause we couldn't pay the bills and things <laughs> like that. So it's like, I think they were such in a survival mindset that, that I was out just, you know, escaping it all, which is why that, that fantasy of being, famous or getting out of the small town I grew up and all of those things like that was so much more my jam than even really living in reality I don't think I really did that much to be honest with you it's so interesting yeah remind me again how old you were when your parents divorced 12 okay yeah trying to put it all in my brain I'm trying to picture that little Marissa out there prancing around yeah, well, that was like three and four doing that, like singing to my audience in the front yard. Yeah. Just sit down, everyone. I've got a little musical snack for you. I got, some, I got something special for you today. This is for my fans out there. Oh, goodness. Okay, what do you think, Rami? I'm coming to you because of your face when I started reading this question. I, the older I get, and because it's, it's as it progresses through the decades, is that Still at this point, I could probably think of four marriages in my whole life from when I like being cognizant of marriage and what's happening to present day that I thought those are good marriages. Those are healthy marriages. Mm-hmm. And only one of them survives today. So all other marriages, I thought absolutely just they just weren't they weren't good examples of anything. I didn't think. They were good marriages. And I just always would think my brother and I would have these discussions like, if this is what marriage is, we don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. But then we'd have these snippets of people in our lives who did have good marriages. And it's like, oh, so it is possible. And it can happen. But to me, it's so minimal that in my brain, I was just like, this is like not good. And why would someone willingly, like, why would this be their goal in life? Yeah. I mean, it goes back to that not not I wasn't against it I wasn't like this has to be happen in my life but why would this be your goal in life like there's so many girls that I knew who were like that's all they wanted to do yeah was get married and have kids and I'm like why would you like why would you want that mm-hmm. like we're talking 98 percent not good marriage and that's what you're aiming for yeah. like come on do better to yourself yeah. Yeah. We'll fulfill you before you jump in too. You know, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. You get married so early. You're not, you've not even figured out who you are. I mean, I did. I mean, I, I took me honestly till it probably through my thirties to really be like, Oh, yeah. all right. I know me and I'm and like, I'm solid and it, and I'm not gonna let anybody shake that. So I think, you know, just that alone, like looking at, like I said, I got married so, so early, but that alone was like, Whoa. Okay, you need some time. Like I told Emma, if you want to get married and you want your mama to pay for it, you get married after 28 years old. Like, it's, <laughs> or, or you pay for it your, your own self. Have it in a backyard somewhere, but I'll be there. I'm not helping. <laughs> just hoping that she'll wait. <laughs> I'm just like, just a lope. It'll be fine. There you go. Yeah, party. it'll be fine. It'll be good. And do it at 28 or after. <laughs> exactly. Amber, what you got? How do you feel about this? Um... I had a lot of really kind people on both sides of my family that I grew up with and saw them all being nice to each other. I don't know that I ever thought, 
oh, they're, they must have a really great marriage, or they're, you know, yeah. they're really, truly happy. Um, my dad's parents were delightful grandparents, and the most wonderful, and like, participated with all of us, and we visited them, and it was great. My mom's parents didn't particularly like each other. They stayed married until they died, um, but were fairly good grandparents, but I could tell they weren't happy. Like, out of all of the people in my life, they weren't really nice to each other. Everyone else, I could see at least kindness. Everybody gets snippy at family functions, and that's hard, but, like, they weren't nice to each other and were sometimes nice to their kids, but always pretty kind to us as grandkids. That that was a hard thing to kind of learn about going into adulthood. I just saw that they just didn't seem happy. And then you learn things and you unpack things. And that's mm-hmm. that was um, kind of an eye-opening experience as I got older. And I'm still learning things now. I'm 47. Like, people are just now starting to be like, oh, and then there was this part of their life and their marriage and how they treated people. And that was, that's been hard to see what how that's still affecting my family members today Mm. for their really unhappy life. But in general, when I was growing up, I just saw a lot of people being really nice to each other. And that's, that's that's all I knew. That's not terrible. I'm so spoiled. That's what kids need to see. Right. No, it's, it's, I mean, that's, I think that's important. I mean, it's even if, I mean, there's going to be disagreements, right. But, um, I think that, knowing that kids don't need to have that around them. They don't need to see those things or hear those things. Like it's very important. I think unless it's a, um, a kind conversation that you've already dealt with, you figured out how you feel, you've unpacked all your crap and now you're going into a conversation and having a kind conversation back and forth with someone, they should see that Mm -hmm. they need to understand that coping and talking and clearing things out and not bottling them up, um, is important. Um, we I, never saw that part of it. We just, <laughs> we were I mean, top that, level that's not terrible. Time. That's okay. I mean, it's better than screaming and, and kind of some of the oh, crap I saw from some absolutely. relationships. Yeah. 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 Yes. We absolutely. It's not part, terrible. We never dug deep on any of those things. We still, are. yeah. Isn't it funny? Like those, like I call them my Santa Claus isn't real moments. Like those moments where it's like you find out about like the people that when you were younger you thought like had this great when there's some you find some shit out and you're like wow are you yeah. kidding me like it totally no rocks idea. your brain absolutely it is uh, and and same thing I mean I still hear these like golden little nuggets about things and I'm like what the hell are you talking like my dad will act like I know this forever he's like yes. oh, yeah this about this person I'm like what oh I didn't tell you I'm like oh, no no, no. Now I know Santa Claus isn't real. (laughs) Just wanted to believe. All right, guys. Well, we're we're getting to that hour moment. Um, Thank you guys for being here. This was really awesome. I think it's always good for people to hear other people's opinions, mostly not because they need to adopt them, because I think it's important to understand that if you're feeling a way, it doesn't have to be like, oh, you can't feel that way or you can't have your own opinion about this or, you know, pressured about it. So, um Thank you for being a part of this. This was awesome. I hope that you go away with this and be like, oh my God, I really want to do that more. <laughs> it was so good. Thank you for Ooh, letting us do it. Fine. I love it. Yeah, yes, absolutely. 
Well, thank you, everybody out there. Please go out, be good. Know that you have to work on you before you do any relationship melding. And before you do do any work on you, if you are in a relationship, make sure that you let your person know that you're doing that. Because when people start to change, people get weird. And they don't understand if it's about them. They sometimes make it be about them. So please just use your words. Communicate how you're feeling and, and what work you're trying to do. Because it's not easy to do alone. It's certainly hard to do when you have someone that's combating that. So... Go be good humans. All right, guys, go out there and make today your bitch. If you like what you heard on the show today and want more information, have questions you'd like me to cover on the show, or just want to cyber stalk me, head on over to maketodayyourbitch.com.